0: have you been searching for a community that gets it join me your host Monique as we get real about the emotional physical mental and spiritual effects infertility has on its victims let's connect and heal together I am one in eight too welcome 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 friends to infertility and me podcast it's your girl Monique coming to you with another bonus episode featuring a company and or organization that is a helpful resource for you along your journey. Thank you, friend, for being here with me today. Thank you for taking the time out to listen and to be acquainted with our guest. That will be Elise Ash today from Fruitful Fertility. We'll get more into that in a second, but we do have a few announcements. If you haven't yet, please leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes, friend. It tricks the system into believing that we're having a blast, that I'm giving you great content and that you are truly enjoying what's going on here at Infertility and Me Podcast. It would be such a blessing if you would do that for me and so that we can continue to grow with the show. And also you can follow me on Instagram at Infertility and Me Podcast. You know the website, infertilityandmepodcast.com. And also friend, you can email me at outlook.com with your questions, comments, feedback, collaborative ideas, or if you just want to shout, shout me a hey or hello. And you can also do that through DM on Instagram at infertilityandmepodcast. You can connect with me in all three places, anytime at your convenience, and I'll be getting back to you as soon as I can. I wanted to talk to you today about a service that I recently used for myself. You guys are probably already familiar with this service. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. You heard that correctly, BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed Professional therapist. It is not a crisis hotline. It is not a self help service. It is a professional counseling service done securely online. You guys know that I'm a huge, huge advocate for seeking mental health therapy, especially during our infertility journeys, because it can become quite traumatic, especially when there's infant loss, miscarriages, and things of that nature. So do that for yourself, guys. This is beyond self-care. This is getting the help that you need in order to better your whole mental, physical, and emotional state with the help of a licensed therapist. BetterHelp.com. Better H-E-L-P.com. You can use the link in today's show notes so that you can tap and go and get started on your free trial with BetterHelp.com. Dot com. And I hope that you do that for yourself, friend, so that you can continue to heal along your journey. It is so very important. And they make it very easy for you. And you can get any of the services you want online through your phone or your desktop or laptop, computer. It's available worldwide, so it doesn't matter where you're located. And BetterHelp just wants you to know that you can start living your best life today with their help. And so today's episode is with Ms. Elise Ash. From Fruitful Fertility. Elise is the CEO and founder of Fruitful. Before Fruitful, though, Elise worked for 10 years as a copywriter and digital marketing strategist in advertising, helping write everything from TV commercials to billboards for a variety of brands and target markets. Elise was has won multiple advertising awards, including Addy's and Effie, and is recognized as one of AdFed's. 32 under 32 after struggling with infertility herself elise is passionate very passionate about helping you along your journey through fertility through infertility and her service through full fruit fertility fruitful fertility i'm sorry org is a mentorship program so this is very unique in the fact that you will be paired with someone based on your common denominators whether it's Someone who has also expl- um, been through unexplained infertility, if that's your diagnosis, whether it's someone who has experienced miscarriages, stillbirth, loss, mentorship based program. And you can find their information on fruitfulfertility.org. And Willis will be right with us in just one minute, friend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, guys. So I'm back with Elise on today's episode, and she has so graciously offered her journey and also telling us more about her baby, fruitfulfertility.org as well. So thank you, Elise, so much, dear, for coming on and just being of service to the community.
1: Oh my gosh. You too, Monique. I feel really honored <laughs> to be here. You, you're such an um, amazing voice in the community and I know you offer so much support and also humor and lightheartedness is a levity <laughs> to you that you bring that I just love. And I feel like that's so necessary when you're going through something yeah. so dark.
0: Yeah. And even so more now, like with COVID and all that stuff. So I was like, I got to find a way to like bring some more light into this thing, man, because it's, it's really heavy right now. And it's like never ending because we don't know when we'll be able to do things the way that we're used to, if ever, you know, in the same way. So yeah, just totally. appreciate you. And, I'm, and I think a service like what you guys are providing at Food for Fertility is so important. And it doesn't make people feel pressured to be on social media. So I commend you guys for building your program and your website. And it has a, you have an app too as well that goes along with it.
1: Yeah. So the way it works is people can sign up if you're looking for one-on-one peer support. So some people love social media. It's a great place to talk to other people. Yeah. Find maybe cycle buddies or people who are still in their journey. But if you're a little bit more private or if you're someone who is really just looking to kind of process your world with one other person, I think mm-hmm. fruitful is then a great opportunity for you. So we match people based on their age, diagnosis, what they're going through, as well as their values or lifestyle. Um, if you've gone through miscarriages, if you're getting ready to do IVF, if you're in the LGBTQ community, if you're a single mother by choice, we match you based on all of that information with someone who can really help emotionally support you and meet you where you're at. So it is all based, it is, we do match everyone through mm-hmm. our app. So that is where the app comes in, um, and mostly it's for privacy, so you don't have to give your personal information yeah. too early. I talk about it kind of like Bumble meets Alcoholics Anonymous, but mm-hmm. like for infertility. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you are someone who is looking for a little bit more uh, private one-on-one support, I think it's a good option.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's And we're going to get more into Fruitful and how Elise came up with the idea, but tell us a little bit about your journey with motherhood and how that all transpired.
1: Yeah, I think my story is pretty similar to a lot of people's where I kind of always knew abstractly I wanted to be a mom, but I didn't really worry about it at all. During my 20s, I was having fun and going out Mm -hmm. and going on trips and traveling and just kind of living carefree, uh, focusing on my career and my friendships and my relationship with my husband, Brad. And so we'd always talked about, oh, we want kids someday, but we were never really feeling the rush of the clock. Until our early thirties, when we'd been married for about five years, we were like, Okay, maybe now's a good time. We have our finances in order, we have
0: right, the house right.
1: we want, like we have all of our stuff all together. And now is like the, the right time to start trying. And of course we thought, mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll get pregnant our first month and everything will be super easy. Why there's no reason to think anything else. And so I think we were just really surprised by this whole journey and the lack of control that you have when you're going through Mm -hmm. a medical crisis. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what it is, is all of a sudden for us, we're two healthy 30 somethings. Everything looks good on paper. Um, And really that loss of control and being able to say, we don't even know what our life and future are going to look like while watching our friends all, you know, share their pregnancy Mm -hmm. announcements and text us and call us. And that was really a tough time. And also, I think, with our relationship, as I hear a lot of different heterosexual couples say, you know, the woman is the one who's maybe more tick tock. This is weird. Mm -hmm. Is something wrong? Like we're used to troubleshooting and being aware and being in control of everything. And then sometimes our husbands are kind of along for the ride. And our dynamic Mm -hmm. in our relationship was very much me saying something, I feel like something isn't right. And him being like, no, everything's fine. Like you're overreacting. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fine. It can take a while. So um, that was a huge stressor in our marriage for a long time where I felt constantly gaslit, like basically told that everything I was feeling was wrong or inappropriate or too traumatic. Mm -hmm. And I think that just created a lot of tension in our marriage really early in the trying to conceive time. Um, And then, yeah, we got, we started going to the fertility clinic We got a diagnosis of endometriosis. I had some cysts on my ovaries. And so that gave us a reason why this wasn't happening. But it was still, it was all of a sudden dealing with like a medical diagnosis that I didn't Mm -hmm. know I had for like 33 years. Yeah. So that was intense. We decided to to skip IUIs completely and go right to Mm -hmm. IVF. We were given really low um, odds of an IUI working for us. And because we were paying all out of pocket, we were like, well, let's take the money we would have spent on IUIs and put that Mm -hmm. towards IVF. So we decided to do that. I think like so many people, you just, you have no idea how um, exhausting and burdensome and expensive and disruptive IVF is. I think there's a perception of, oh, you just do some shots and, you know, pregnancy guaranteed. And I think that's a really steep learning curve for a lot of people is like, Learning that you're going to pay this huge cost and you, you don't necessarily even have control over how that's going to shake out. Yeah. I mean, no one would do it. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, just, yeah. it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, you would never go to a car dealership, pay $30,000, and like maybe you get a car.
0: Right. So it's, it's yeah.
1: such a weird uh, world, a weird gamble that we all take because we so badly want to be parents. And we're just, we're, we feel like, okay, we're running out of options, we're running out of time. This is maybe, what we should be doing this path
0: yeah 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 very interesting point you you made Elise, and I agree totally it's a very weird space it's it's one of the only things like you said we take that chance and spending all that money and know, well, know and nobody, the outcome you know
1: totally and nobody wants to do IVF like I remember with Brad my husband um he was like, well, I don't want to do IVF. I'm like, nobody wants, wants to, do to do IVF. It. Right. No one's like, right. yeah, let's do it. I mean, maybe if you've been trying a long time and saving, but I don't think anyone wants to be like poked with needles and going to get their lining checked and going and all, on all these hormones. And I mean, it's just, it's so yeah. invasive. And so I think for us, it wasn't until we heard our odds of conceiving with IUI were so low, um, that we kind of realized, okay, this is probably our best shot. Mm -hmm, No pun -hmm. intended. This is probably our (laughs) best chance. um, Yeah, for sure. Of really building our family uh, Mm -hmm. with our own, you know, genetic materials. So we did our first round of IVF. Um, We got seven eggs, three of them fertilized who made it to blast and then we decided to do genetic testing mm-hmm. so we sent those away to get genetically tested they both came back abnormal so we didn't even have any embryos to test okay. so i think that was kind of the lowest of the low where like i said we had assumed so naively um and so embarrassingly like oh okay we're, we're just gonna We'll, we'll be in a great position. We'll be yeah. able to keep going. Like you just never think things are going to go sideways. And it's mm-hmm. weird because I do feel like I'm kind of a doom and gloom person where I am constantly looking for the, like, things are going a little bit too well. Like, where, okay. Like, okay. where am I going to get knocked down? I just didn't think it was going to fail so fast. You know, like I kind of okay. thought, okay, maybe the transfer won't work or, you know, maybe I would have a miscarriage or something. I just didn't think we wouldn't have anything to even transfer. Like I hadn't even... Thought about that, and as someone who has anxiety and prides herself, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of all like the worst case situations. I felt very blindsided, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that was tough. We took a couple months off, and I was like, "Do I even want to do this again? This was so disruptive and expensive and hard." And we'd been kind of bringing our family along the entire time, like keeping them updated. Everyone was very excited. And then whenever we had bad news, I just felt like I was letting everyone down. Like, yeah. it sucks to have to yeah. give everyone bad news all the time. Like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the dynamic shifts where you're almost comforting them, where it's like, you get the bad news, and like, oh, my yeah. God, I'm so sorry. And you're like, it's okay. Like, for some reason, like, you become the one who's like comforting them instead of them being like, you know, what can I do? How do you feel? Like, and that was really the point in my infertility journey where I realized like people who haven't been through this do not get it. Like they don't get Mm -hmm. it. They're constantly saying the wrong thing, asking the wrong question. And I think I was feeling really frustrated. And I know my friends were feeling frustrated too. Like
0: they wanted to support me.
1: They just didn't know how they didn't have the vocabulary. They didn't know how any of this stuff works. And so I was hungry to talk to somebody who Spoke my language, knew all the acronyms, knew all the superstitions, like knew all the inside baseball language, but wasn't really actively going through it anymore. Cause I had lost quite a few friends that I'd made in the fertility mm. community because they'd gotten pregnant and been able to move on. And when I was in the middle of trying, I didn't really want to be friends with people who were pregnant. Like that was a huge trigger for me. And it brought okay. on a lot of shame okay. where I felt like what's wrong with me? Why can't I just be happy for these people? It was just really sticky and tricky. So I like to find relationships with people who had been through infertility but were no longer actively going through it, which was how I had the idea for Fruitful. I was like, oh, it'd be cool to talk to somebody who was maybe a couple years removed from the experience and I wasn't feeling competitive with them. But yeah, it was really tricky. We did decide to do another round of IVF. Um, My doctor was great. She basically said she thought we could maybe change some things in the protocol and that essentially like that first round was a bad bounce. Like it was bad luck, like a bad roll of the dice. Let's just try again. Mm. Um, So we did another round and the second round on the new medication did go Mm. much better. So the second round we had 17 eggs, 10 fertilized, five made it to blast. And then after genetic testing, we had three normal embryos. So we're in a much, much better position than we were after the first round. And I think that was the first time we felt relieved and like oh my yeah, gosh this might yeah. actually be okay
0: yeah
1: um and then yeah we took a, we took about a six-month break from that retrieval to transfer I had like some other medical stuff I needed to get figured out with the endometriosis and, kinda, and
0: stuff yeah, yeah 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 so we just
1: kind of took a little pause and then in June of 2017 we did our first frozen embryo transfer and that resulted in our now two and a half year old daughter so we were really lucky two rounds of IVF. We had three normal blasts. Our first transfer worked. We have two Mm -hmm. frozen. So um, in that sense, I feel really like, wow, that was fast. And I mean, I feel like also when you're in the Mm -hmm. community, you just hear such a diverse assortment of like bad traumatic news that I feel like we got out easy. And that's so nuts to think like, wow, yeah, after three years of infertility and like dying to see a positive pregnancy test, two rounds of IVF, like I still think, oh my gosh, we got out so easy.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way about my journey because I was like you, I had two retrievals and the second resulted in a positive pregnancy test. And I don't have any frozen embryos, which I'm like killing myself about now considering sure. having a sibling, you know, but at the time, you know, you just, it's almost like you have a one track mind. And, and when you first go in there, you're not even thinking about siblings yet or any of that kind of stuff. So Yeah, it's, um, there's really some traumatic things going on in the fertility space. And I hate to see people lose homes, can't buy cars that they need. I've heard it all over the last year since I've had the podcast and I, it's just heartbreaking. And we are asking
1: these families to make insane decisions that families who can conceive naturally never even have to think about. Like you're all of a sudden having to say like, okay, is it worth going into debt to have a child? you know, what would we do about daycare later? I have friends who are still paying off their fertility treatments years later. And then do they even have a baby to show for it? I mean, it's just, our healthcare system is so So backwards Mm -hmm. and it's so unfair. And when I think about it for more than eight seconds, I want to burn everything down. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I know. When I think about people who crash their bodies and all of their medical Expenses are covered, and then I have endometriosis and can't mm-hmm. get pregnant. But somehow that's like my responsibility, even though I've been paying into a healthcare system my entire working life. So, yeah, I mean, when I think about it hard, I get really pissed. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So, was that your fuel behind the mentorship services, because you saw the lack in the community, in the way society was set up, and, and not supporting people enough with fertility, because it, people are just now realizing and opening their minds and their and their ears to the fact that it is actually a disease because you feel
1: like you yeah I mean? I've, yes and I feel like we have sort of we are moving culturally towards more of a place where it is less stigmatized and where people can talk about it in maybe um, a more open less judgmental way mm-hmm. I do feel like culturally um we're getting a little bit closer to empathy, at least yeah. in my social circles, maybe not in everybody's. Um, but I do feel like a lot of us are um, really trying to figure out how to listen and stop talking and stop like asserting our own view of everything onto other people. So I do think that that is something that inspired Fruitful. I think what really inspired fruitful was thinking how I'm somebody who is incredibly privileged who has access to mm-hmm, healthcare, mm-hmm. mental health services, communities. I live in Minneapolis, which is a great city for acupuncture, holistic options. There was a fertility yoga class that I loved. Like, wow, I had wow. access to a lot of tools, and it was still so lonely. And I started thinking about people who lived in like rural Idaho, who were going to church every Sunday and being asked every Sunday, when are you having kids and having a million nieces and nephews or people who didn't feel comfortable opening up to anybody else. I read a statistic somewhere that 60% of women struggling with infertility don't tell anyone besides their partner. I was like, that is so unnecessary. There are hundreds of millions of us out there. Hundreds of millions of people. That was me.
0: You know, that was me and so many other people. Yeah.
1: And it was like that, that was when I was like, that is unacceptable. Like it's one thing to have to struggle with infertility, but you shouldn't have to struggle by yourself in a vacuum no. and like berate yourself all the time.
0: No, no, absolutely not. And that's why I love about you guys' this platform because just like with online services for mental health therapy, you're providing a safe sp- a safe space with people who you as well, the mentor, you know, you screen. And you make sure that they are, you know, empathic people and can really be available to someone who's struggling. Because I think the hardest part about this journey is Instagram. Okay. A a lot of people will ask, well, why pay for a mentorship service if I can go on Instagram? But the difference is there's no pressure. There's no competition. And then there's one-on-one personalized care, just like with mental health therapy and seeing a therapist, which is another added tool if you're going through the journey that you definitely need. Yeah,
1: and our and our know? mentors are not mental health experts. They're right. really, um, I think about it kind of like a cool big sister, like a DJ Tanner from Full House or something who like mm-hmm. has been there and can help emotionally support you, but they don't make it about them. It's not exactly. like you have to ask them, how's your thing? Like they're really just there to support you. And the other beautiful thing is like, our mentors are all people who have been through it and want to give back. Like they're people who exactly. have seen and found a purpose in sharing their story. They're people who have learned a lot and who really wish they had a time machine to be able to go back and tell younger them, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. like ask for this test or like, oh, you should really like push your doctor to um, try this other treatment or like, oh, did you ask this thing? Did you try this? Like they're people who have a lot of resources and knowledge and yeah, there's no competitive competitiveness. There's no comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually they're familiar with your diagnosis. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're someone who, um, if you say in your application, you're struggling with PCOS and you want some, you know, dietary or nutrition tips, like we can try to match you with somebody who's been through that. So there are more tangible um, benefits of talking to someone who has been like tailor picked for you Mm -hmm. versus like, going on Instagram, when you go on Instagram, like you're really rolling the dice. You have no control Mm -hmm. over what type of content you see. You could be seeing um, positive pregnancy tests that maybe you're not in a great place to see. You could be seeing a traumatic story unfold in real time. That's also triggering to you. And so being able to talk to somebody one-on-one, I think is just a totally different experience. And the community is great too. This is really just an extra tool in your toolbox. It's not meant to replace any of the other tools.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That, yeah, exactly. That's why I say I love what you guys are doing because there's so many people who are silently suffering and don't want to go on Instagram. They don't want to be public. And if they are on there, they have anonymous pages. I'm pretty sure you guys have thousands of followers yeah. who are like that and they're just watching and maybe they're using the services and they, you know, and a lot of people do watch, but like you said, you can't control what you see and, and what's pushed in your face on your timeline and your feed and unsolicited advice from other warriors who mean well, but it just it's a lot instagram is a it's lot it's a lot
1: and instagram a lot. is a lot and and i feel like it's that thing where 20% of the people make 80% of the noise you know it's like yeah. you have the loudest voices are the ones and maybe they're helpful maybe they're not and also going back to the fee for signing up to be a mentee we're really working hard to eliminate that fee Uh, We're trying to talk to clinics to see if they will pay for it. So like sponsorships.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
1: Like your clinic should be the one offering you emotional support. We really believe that. So if you, you know, are comfortable, I think like for your listeners, ask your fertility clinic if they cover the cost of a fruitful membership, we're out there trying to talk to clinics to get them to cover it because we think this is such a huge value and we've seen it in a lot of surveys we've done with our current. Mm-hmm. So for us, we like fees important because it pays for all the security and the technology and the things that yeah, work. Yeah, it's a
0: lot to run a website.
1: Building into it. My husband yeah. and I run it ourselves. Okay. Uh, yeah, and an app. And I mean, it's just a lot of expenses. So for us, yeah, that's the cost of like sure. doing business and having the servers and working with Google. I mean, it's just a lot of expenses. So yeah. for yeah. us... That sign-up fee helps support those costs. Exactly. But I don't want people to have to pay for this. Like, that sucks. You're paying for so much. So for me, I'm like, how can we get clinics or insurance providers to cover Fruitful? So while it's $50 right now, I'm really hoping to kind of get rid of that and make sure somebody else is paying because mm-hmm. you're paying for enough stuff.
0: Yeah. 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 I definitely understand. But, you know, it's um, it's just <laughs> – Infertility is just a lot. It's just so – but but you guys have been in the business for a while, so I believe it's going to happen for you guys, and it'll unfold, and you'll and you you'll create the right sponsorships and, and programs to work with uh, facilities, and maybe even you can get some therapists. I'm hoping that some therapists are listening, and they'll be willing yeah, to sponsor you. That's something else, like you know yeah, what I mean?
1: Yeah, we would love we would love to work with more therapists. We'd love to actually build that into the technology one day. Right? Um, like, wouldn't it be great if you you know had your base level freemium? You know, you could have your mentor for free. And if you wanted to, you could maybe pay for a licensed fruitful coach. And if you wanted to, maybe you could even pay for a licensed therapist, like a talk space kind of thing integrated in the app. So we have big plans. We just you know, we're a small team, so mm-hmm. we're figuring mm-hmm. it out That's and yeah. it together. So, for you know, sure. it's cool though, to be able to help the community, be able to talk to people, hear what people want, hear what's valuable, what's working, mm-hmm. what isn't. And it's cool to work with. There's so many other awesome communities right now that we're partnering with, like the Fertility Tribe, Fertility right. Rally. Like there are so many other mm-hmm. communities and finding ways for all of us to kind of work together to offer yeah. people like helpful resources is cool. I mean, there's no other industry where it's like their competition, but not really. Cause we all just want people to feel emotionally supported and mm-hmm. however that happens for you, that's great.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point you made too about the network of, of community memberships that's out there with whichever one, you know, suits you the best and who you feel more drawn to and stuff. So, totally. and, and, and that's, and that's, that's a really great point for you. Like you said, uh fertility rally um, and oh my God, IVF warrior, the IVF tribe. Um, so, many, <laughs> so many, so many of them many. to from. But I mean, it's not a like, lot, but it's like enough. You know what I mean? No, but I feel like there are yeah. also
1: niche communities for like for sure. different types of people. Like, you know, for some of these personality
0: types, you know, sure. yeah.
1: or even different journeys. Like if you're looking at donor materials or, right. or, you know, embryo donation or, you know, adoption, I mean, there are just so many different micro communities too. So I feel like so much of this is really just finding the people who you connect with, who you trust, who mm-hmm. get it, who aren't pushing you or pressuring you or judging mm-hmm. you. Um, and really just being able to find the resources and tools that work for you. And knowing also like, That could change any day. One day you might be like, oh, I love these. This Facebook group is so helpful. And then the next day you might be like, actually, this is like not great for me. So maybe I'm going to like delete Facebook from my phone for a week and just see how I feel. And you don't need to like make a big dramatic announcement about like leaving the group. Like just take a break. You can walk away. You can take a break whenever you want.
0: Yeah, yeah. So besides um, creating a way to reduce the cost and/or get rid of the cost of the mentorship services, what else? What else is in the books for you guys? If if it's shareable at the at the time, you know, and yeah. what are your your I guess more, uh, <laughs> but just no, just what's great. in the re, in the coming months, I should say
1: then. Yeah, Yeah. definitely focusing more on like fertility clinic and provider partnerships. That's a huge priority for us. We really want to find ways to allow fertility clinics and OBGYNs, urologists to better support their patients who are dealing with infertility. They don't really do a lot at all to help the emotional side. They do a lot to help the physical side, Um, but there's such a huge opportunity for them to show up and be heroes to their patients and really show that they support this community in a way. That's meaningful beyond just like the 30 minutes you sit in a doctor's office or yeah. with telemedicine now, <laughs> you know, chatting right, on the, right, on right, the Skype right. or Zoom for 30 minutes. Um, so that's a huge priority. Another priority is also figuring out better ways to train and onboard our mentors. So okay. making sure there's a more consistent level of experience that our gotcha. mentors are getting because our mentors are all volunteers, which is amazing. Right. You know, it's just there's a, there's a vast style and a vast amount of information that people have when joining. So we're working to do a better job of making sure everyone's expectations are aligned. They know how to speak to things. They know all the rules, like you're not allowed to give medical information. Mm -hmm. um, Everything is private. So
0: really Mm -hmm. just making
1: sure that we are onboarding our mentors in a way that feels good, where they feel empowered and educated and inspired and ready to give back to the community. So that's our other big priority, I'd say, for right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, to give us your the ways in which we can connect with Fruitful Fertility besides the website, um, if there's an immediate email, if somebody wants to contact you guys to be yeah. a mentor or to um, become uh, mentored, uh, and, and we can do that at this time so they can connect with you guys.
1: Great. Yeah. So you can either sign up to become a mentor if you're someone who is on the other side of your journey, you want to give back. You can sign up through the website if you want to be matched with a mentor and you're a mentee, you're in the middle of starting a cycle, you're feeling particularly vulnerable or alone, you're going through a miscarriage, you're on the outs with your best friend, like whatever is that uh, moment where you're like, I need someone else to talk to. Go ahead and sign up through the website too. It's fruitfulfertility.org. You can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at fruitfulfertility. Um, Or if you have comments or feedback or ideas, or you want to talk to me, you can email us at admin at fruitfulfertility.org. So that's a great way if you have any thoughts or feature ideas, or you want to send me a note, you know, I I read all that. So again, we're a small team. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty, we're pretty reachable. If there's a specific question or a specific request, or, you know, if you're someone who wants to sign up, but the $50, like you can't swing it, you know, send me an email, like let's work through it. Let's figure it out. I don't want that to be a prohibiting Term, factor yeah, for people. Yeah, like I want it sure. to be inclusive. I want to help people. So let's work together. Let's figure that out. Let's do what feels good. So yeah, those are the best ways to, to get in touch. You can listen. Also, we have our own podcast and Monique, you're going to be a guest on our podcast too, mm-hmm. which that I'm so excited called been there injected that so that's also we interview people who have gone through infertility themselves as well as experts in the field so nurses reproductive endocrinologists acupuncturists nutritionists like everybody who you're following on instagram right now probably
0: Um, yeah yeah and maybe some unknowns that you haven't heard yet for sure that's what i love about all of us you know in the space that are giving back because I learned so much from your page and stuff and everybody else's page. You are like leaders in the space on Instagram. So it's just, it's just so amazing to be able to connect with you guys and to continue to collaborate, which I hope we can do. And totally. uh, just be there for you, for one another, because uh, definitely can't do this alone. And I don't want you guys to do it alone. If you're no, and watching, being able you know?
1: to, to hear different stories and being yeah. able to hear different, like not everyone IVF is not the solution for, so for everything. Many so yeah. what is? You mm-hmm. know, what does that journey look like? Some people try for many, many years. Some people want to learn how to live child-free. Some people have gone through so many miscarriages. It's insane. So Oh my gosh, yeah. I think also being able to find stories of people who aren't seeing their stories reflected, like we want to do a better job of being able to show building a family can look a bunch of different ways. Now it's 2020. So that's a really exciting opportunity. So let's try to share as many different stories as possible. People of different faiths, different people of different ages. Like, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Let's just hear all of it because there's somebody out there who feels like they're the only one going through it. And they're not like, Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that's the most shocking about infertility is everyone's stories are so unique and specific just to them. And yet it's all the universal Mm -hmm. themes of grief, loss, lack of control, isolation from your community, saying goodbye to like the future you thought you were going to have, Um, feeling like now I have this like medical condition I didn't know I had, or trying to like make peace with my body and my issues with my body that I've been dealing with since I was 12 years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just, there's so many components and it's, it is all unique, but it is also so universal within this community.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Elise, for such wisdom and for telling us more about your 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 company. Your, I, I like to say organization because I feel like you guys are much more than just a company that's offering a service. Yeah. You know, Thanks. you have so many helpful <laughs> resources and I can tell that you guys are so passionate about what you're doing and being there for the community um, and for the silent sufferers everywhere. You guys know what we do here at Infertility and Me. We speak to the silent sufferer. And so you don't have to suffer alone, you guys. And you definitely don't have to do it alone. And and thank you, Elise, again, for giving us your time today. And uh, if you're listening, friend, I just, I just hope that you find a way to find connection, whether it's through Elise's uh, program or if you need to just reach out to her or myself, you know, our DMs are open and we get back to you as soon as we can. But we're pretty active, so you don't have to wait too long. So thank you, friends, so much <laughs> for tuning in.